Hi, and welcome to the Pleasure for Health podcast, the space where we talk about topics related to intimacy, relationships, desire, and of course, pleasure. I'm your host, Ailsa Kepi, a somatic sex educator, therapist, and a lifelong student of the body-mind-spirit connection. You can find out more about me and my programs and services on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. Now, on to today's show. Hello, and this week we're going to start off this podcast talking about what everyone wants to talk about, I think, but nobody does, and this is sex. We're going to talk about why everyone wants better sex, but nobody has the guts to talk about it. And joining me this week, this uh, today is my partner, Declan. So um, I'll let him introduce himself here. Hello, I'm Declan, and uh, I'm happy to be here. So uh, I think we'll start off by just kind of just reiterating that it seems kind of ridiculous that so much of our living as human beings and our life in general is based around sex and sexuality and erotic energy and and yet so many of us kind of hide from this fact or don't acknowledge this fact and in doing so we actually give away our power and let me explain to you how this happens so when we're not aware that we're being um influenced or aroused by advertisements for a new car or told that a a new kind of perfume will you know make us more sexy or attractive to the opposite sex or the same sex whatever you want um you know we are not we're just being influenced by these advertisers and they get us to buy things without us even being aware that we're being manipulated and so my my topic this week i wanted to kind of dive into you know how do we take back this power so that we're not just being um, blindly manipulated by what the advertisers want us to do but we actually take back our own power know our own erotic energy and how to manage that so declan i was gonna ask you like what's your experience been with um advertisements you know that market to let's say to men you know, that if you have a particular car or a nice wristwatch or whatever, that you're going to, you know, all of a sudden be, you know, the sexiest man alive. Yes, it definitely does target, you know, that that emotional feelings within us. And, and yeah, and the picture, you know, the, the, the girl that's the same shape, you know, she has a different face, but it's, it's like basically the same girl in all the odds, it se- or so it seems. And, um, so what do, how, how do you feel when you get marketed to like this? Do you notice, do you know that you're being manipulated at the time? Or do you just realize after you've uh, emptied your wallet that you've <laughs> suddenly, you know, suddenly been taken over by the uh, media? Well, I think most times, you know, now that I'm a little more mature in recent times, <laughs> most times I recognize it. You know, maybe when I was younger, it didn't, not, not so much. And just, you know, being a, a product of the, you know, culture I was brought up in where where you know sex wasn't talked about and it was kind of kind of a taboo thing yet i mean it's all it's all it's where we've all come from so 
yeah, I think most times I've been um, aware of it. And those times that you're not aware of it, of course, you're not aware. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, do you feel this is a, a problem in our society? I mean, I, I feel quite strongly about this. I think that, you know, use, arousing us, basically, you know, these, these advertisements are making us, uh, you know, have the hots for this guy or this girl that's on the car or, you know, in the, in the condo, the luxury holiday villa or whatever. It's using, it's raising our erotic energy. And when it does that, we feel good and we want to do that thing, whatever they're marketing to us. You know, I feel quite strongly about that. Um, You know, what's your feeling? Do you feel as a culture, we're letting ourselves be, you know, railroaded into things that we're not aware of? Yes. You know, in subtle ways we are, and not so subtle ways, we definitely are uh, allowing this to happen, and but I think that that you know the tides are turning, so to speak, and and there are many more people who are aware, and the, you know the younger generation is kind of coming around, and they're realizing that something's out of place. Maybe they don't know exactly what it is, but um, I do believe that we are coming around as a society slowly. So do you think part of this coming around is is actually bringing up the topic of sex and sexuality and erotic energy and the younger generation are just more comfortable talking about it maybe than than our parents or, you know, older generations? Well, yes, maybe, but in, in some cases it's kind of in a, in a weird uh, roundabout kind of potentially possibly harmful way with, with you know, with the internet being what it is and it's so easy you know to access that that stuff and those images and you can access you know pretty much whatever imagery you want so i I believe that the young you know younger and younger people are being exposed to these uh images Hmm. so so there's a downside to to talking about sex more if we just talk about it more in a in an unhealthy well I mean in a way that can lead to addictive type of things we're still not talking about it in a healthy way is that what you're saying? Mm, yeah, I, I I I guess so. Well, yeah, I don't know what's happening in the school system these days because I'm not involved with that, but. It seems to me that the there's a little bit more unrest in the younger generation because they realize that they're that, that maybe there's not there's not something ideal there's something that's not ideal with the way that they're they're being taught or whatever or what what they're learning and yeah these these um, it's becoming you know they're becoming sexualized younger and younger and it's 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 difficult thing to approach because you know the the power structure that's involved they, they don't want to talk about it and they're not maybe they're not equipped to, to do so and this new round of, of uh, educators that's coming up that's trying to change that has a big task mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know it's a big task it's not easy it's multifaceted it's it's we're all individuals we can be you know there's courses that are designed and they have to be des- they can be designed in a certain way but in, at the at the bottom line we're all individuals and we all need to be dealt with on a personal manner so it's it's a big task 
So talking about sexuality um, is more complex than just, you know, explaining how sex works in a biology class. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the emotional content, it's not easy to deal with. Mm-hmm. So a new uh, trend or a new modality is actually coming into um into the fore, I think, with this particular task that you're saying. And, um, you know, we've been studying it, uh, you know, I've been studying it and, and Declan here has been studying as well. Somatic sex education has come into um, into being as as a uh, educational tool. So you can actually take these courses, you can become certified as a somatic sex educator. And you work through a lot of these different ways of talking about sex and about the human condition sexuality and you know we can we have a a huge task it sounds like to me in in bringing this to you know to the new generation to our old generations too to everyone about you know taking back our power which is you know something that um i feel we can only do if we have an awareness of what our sexual energy is within ourselves and like you said that can be that can be a really individual thing so you know i i'm i'm super excited to be studying this and almost finish my training at this point and working with people uh you know on an individual basis but within this context of you know learning about sexuality in general learning about consent learning about you know, what makes us feel pleasure and what doesn't, you know, whether that's the physiology of it or the emotional part of it, like you were saying, um, you know, it seems like we have, we have a huge task ahead of us in order to uh, educate people. So, you know, this podcast, you know, is one of those ways of just reaching more people and, and, you know, saying how important it is to have these kind of talks about sex about sexuality um so in that vein let's just kind of like take a take an interesting you know question you know what was one question maybe when you were a teenager maybe you're a young adult maybe you have a question now um what's one question you always wished wished you could ask but you didn't know who to ask at the time about sex well yeah for me um the one that I ask is like, you know, you know, how does a woman get pregnant? You know? And about how where old were baby, you? Where do babies come from? <laughs> how old were you when you were uh, wondering that? You know, I think I was quite young, you know, I was, you know, probably five or six, mm-hmm. you know, and we're already like, we're already like feeling like, yeah, I'm, I'm like attracted, I'm attracted to, to this person in a different way than I'm attracted to to this other person like my 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 friends that are the same as me I want to go out and play with my friends that are different from me I want to play with them like differently so um, we're already kind of feeling those charges at, at this young age and don't know what to do with them and nobody was like I didn't feel like I could ask anybody those things so that was one question for sure that I remember is, is, is where do babies come from? But, but I think there was this underlying thing of like, you know, why do I feel differently about, you know, 
this person and that person. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, you know, I'm getting like aroused by one person and I'm, or, you know, I'm rousing myself, but it, it seems like the stimulation is coming from an external source, which is this person, but I'm not feeling it with this other person. So why is that? Mm. That was also curious to me. Yeah, actually, I can relate to that. Uh, you know, even one of my kids was, um, you know, quite confused, even in junior high as a little bit older, maybe, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, you know, uh, as she was finding that she was aroused by both genders, you know, and, and trying to figure that out. And she says she said that was very confusing for her. So, you know, that definitely is something. And, you know, uh, those are two those are two sides of the question that I see that, you know, one is kind of where do babies come from? It seems like our sex education has kind of, you know, begun to address those type of questions. You know, here's what happens. Here's how, you know, babies are made. But the, these other more subtle questions about, you know, arousal or, you know, excitement or, you know, how we respond to different people. I'm not sure that we really deal with that very well in school educational systems yet. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, that's also, you know, a very multifaceted, you know, uh, issue. Our, our schools aren't well equipped for this. Yeah, well, I know that the advertisements, like going back to, you know, tying it into what we were talking about at the beginning, you know, the marketing and advertisers know that certain types of things will arouse us, will give us a charge, as you said, will, you know, raise our excitement level. Um, you know, I think there's people out there that know this very well. Um, and we have yet to really come to terms with discussing it. You know, like you said, if you're, if you're an adult and you, you know, you're meeting your business colleagues, uh, you know, at work for a meeting, we don't talk about, you know, what's the charge that's happening here or what's the, you know, the relationship when I shake hands with this person and what, you know, when I touch arms with that person and we don't really talk about that and we sometimes you know get uh, manipulated into you know even business deals or marketing or whatever you know by these types of charges so it, it brings up an important point about sexuality that it isn't just cut and dried you pick somebody to get married to you pick somebody to be in you know or you fall in love with someone and then you never feel these feelings about anyone or anything else you know, I think uh, that's something that uh, I've seen people wrestle with, young people especially. It's like, well, you know, I have a boyfriend. Why is he still interested in, in other people? Why is he getting aroused at this and that? You know, and um, it leads to some some problems. So having these types of discussions where we can say, you know, arousal is a, is a, a normal biological response as human beings, we respond to other human beings and, you know, we're all attracted to different genders or different types of people or even other things, you know, but we have things that we respond to and having an opportunity to kind of explore what do we respond to and how do we respond to that and how does that feel in our body and how can I take back control of that by being aware of it? You mentioned being quite aware as a young child of different genders, which you know, I'm not sure that I was that aware, to be honest, and, you know, that these friends were arousing me and these other friends not, you know. 
Um, do you do you feel like you were you you were quite aware as a child and you know growing up that you had had that awareness or didn't or how did that serve you? Yeah, I think I was. I think I was. I was quite aware of it, and I think it was it was kind of almost in a way by default because, you know, you know, being a product of the uh, the Catholic system. And it's it's so strongly, you know, anti <laughs> anti sex, and I will always, you know, it's my nature to investigate those things, you know, and I think it's 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 inherent in just children to to investigate things that they're told not to do. And uh, so I was strongly attracted to to that, you know, Ooh, they're telling me not to to do this. So what's there? There's something there. So. Um, yeah, it just kind of leads to, it can lead to, uh, you know, a perverse way of looking at it, even though, you know, you're, you're, you're trying not to be, you want to be pure and, and it's just, it's innocent fun when you're a kid, you're just exploring, you're not trying to necessarily, like, you know, be malicious towards anybody you're just exploring your own body and then there's another person who's interested in also exploring their own body so oh let's do this together let's do this thing together and, and um but oh shit we can't get caught doing it because the, the parents say it's not good it's not right so it's this these all these mixed messages were like coming down the pipe right from the get-go so it's it led to a lot of confusion for sure Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've heard uh, differing stories about the, the whole exploration, and this might be a, another another episode, but, you know, exploring with, uh, as a young child, you know, whatever that, that looks like can be um, just an exploration for some kids and can be quite traumatizing for others. And um, it's hard to, hard to know which, you know, side of the fence you're going to land on there. So, you know, I think we're dealing with, you know, such a range like a, a, of uh, responses, you know, and reactions to this kind of exploring that some people end up with a lot of shame. Some people have a lot of um, distrust of, you know, this th these erotic feelings and they end up, you know, not being able to have intimate relationships uh, uh, very much because there's these underlying feelings, like you said from the get-go, we're, we're kind of conditioned one way or the other with sexuality. So, you know, really, it is a complex thing, and, you know, it's a, it's a simple, you know, model of, um, at this point, when you get to a particular age of being able to be aware of yourself and to take responsibility for yourself as a sexual being, um, you know, we, there are ways of, you know, simply just exploring our own body and exploring how we feel in re relationship to other bodies and to other things and to media or to images or to sounds or to different types of touch and to, you know, work with that awareness as we would with any other type of skill. You know, this gives us a, an opening to understanding both ourselves and the way that we interact in relationships. So I'm hoping that people will begin to listen to this podcast and have, you know, some questions and some thoughts going around in their head about, 
you know, what, what would be helpful to talk about? What is helpful to be aware of? You know, at what age should I, you know, maybe um, chat to my children about particular things that are age appropriate? You know, do I need to be aware of my own self? Am I becoming manipulated by, you know, images or media or ideas without being aware of this erotic charge? This is my hope that this podcast will continue to, to talk more about this. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm happy to start off with the idea that we need to talk more about sex and relationships. So I'm looking forward to uh, having you all come back and listen next time. But uh, for now, Declan and I are, uh, are going to um, continue our conversation probably um, over dinner. And uh, did you want to say any last words, Declan? Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Pleasure for Health podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please share it with your friends and loved ones. Let's discover and celebrate more pleasure together. Again, my name is Ailsa Kepi, and you can find out more or contact me on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. I look forward to sharing another episode with you again very soon. Wishing you a pleasure-filled day.